Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. So here we go. <laughs> so here we go. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today we are talking about... Jane's Addiction. Mm-hmm. 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 Hello, 90s. Not a band I pictured you uh, listening to. Not a band I ever wanted to listen to. However, I got a lot of feelings. A lot of them good. A lot of them good. Before we get into any of that, please subscribe on YouTube.com slash every album ever. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places. Uh, you know, five-star rating, leave a review, tell your friends, all the things that will help us and more. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. And you can also check the description of wherever you're listening or watching for a Spotify playlist on Jane's Addictions. We ha- that's, that's not, I, I, plural, I pluralized by mistake, Jane's Addiction. There's a playlist associated with every single episode except for one. Uh, you can find them all at everyallmember.com. Uh, you know, and you know, follow Alex directly on Spotify if you want to do that. Do you do you hear yourself? Do you hear me distorted in your headphones? Uh no, you sound good. Hmm. Hmm. This being but a little nitpicky though. I am. I Maybe. really am. I got problems. Uh and if you want to join the Patreon, please do that at patreon.com slash every album ever. There we post bonus episodes. Uh there's also perks for fans of the show, you know, exclusive little things. They also get earlier access to certain episodes than uh, the standard feed. But please do not feel inclined to do that. But it will help me eat every day. Uh, and it will help Alex uh continue to be bountiful and and healthy and eventually buy a PS5. Eventually. That's the goal. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the dream. Uh but until then, let's talk now. Let's talk now about Jane's addiction. Yes. Short discography today, uh, thankfully, but I feel like a very strong discography. I liked him a lot. You didn't like uh, him. Alex didn't like him. No, it's fine. Alex uh, didn't like uh, him. Uh, I never found any of their singles appealing, and so I just never listened to them, and then mm-hmm. uh, my feelings were right. And uh, Your feelings are wrong, Alex. Your feelings are wrong. I, no, I, I never liked any of the singles either. Mm-hmm. You hear the famous, there's, you know, the famous one. Yeah. Uh, and I never found them to be, I, they just sounds like the nineties to me. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, I don't know why I eventually listened to one album and it, I'm sorry. It was when I was in college, which is the most cliche and, and expected time to listen to Jane's addiction. And it clicked so hard. All the, all the songs that I, that I didn't care for on the radio fit differently like it just it just had a different context i was like oh this band is more than just that this that's, doesn't sound yeah that's why we're friends and that's why we do this podcast because you and me have that same mentality where we're album people yeah where totally. like we need the full picture sometimes yeah, yeah it, we're, we're a dying breed we are and it, i it makes me very sad because i make music in the context of cohesive out al- and like so they want if someone wants to hear one song I'm like you're not gonna like it you're not gonna like yeah. it i don't know tell you man i'm sorry but or maybe they just all suck who knows but uh i feel like jane's addiction is totally an album band mm-hmm. and uh and it's also an album uh no sorry it's also a band where I desperately want to hate them because of who they are. I I hate them. Um, I, I came up with this, this quote. And then when I was on their Wikipedia, I said, I saw someone in a band called sugar said something very similar to them, 
but um, they are LA trash, like stereotypical LA trash that decided not to play stereotypical LA trash music. They are all of the worst stereotypes about musicians from LA. Yes. They're every worst stereotype. Especially, especially, especially Perry. Yeah. Dude, I really hate him. I his really, voice is another reason I never like. I love to his voice. I, and I hate that. I love his voice. I'm a little more neutral about mm-hmm. it now. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't like really grind me. Right. The same way. But so I have such strong feelings about this band and they're only, they're kind of different than the consensus in a way. No, they're different enough. We'll just say they're different yes, enough, yes. but it is a band that I, I think you have to listen to if you're at all uh, tickled by, that's a weird word to use, uh, by late 80s and early 90s alt rock. Because I didn't even know they were late 80s until starting this. I really? thought it was all 90s because that's kind of how it's cliche. Uh, how far ahead of the, the they curve made, they were. They really invented that sound. Well, they didn't invent it, but they really they contributed oh, to it. Yeah. Heavily. Heavily. Yeah. Uh, and I still find myself enjoying it. And it's like so before we get into like each album specifically and the members specifically, we, Dave Navarro. We all know Dave Navarro for reasons that probably, aren't this band. Probably more for looking pretty and his tattoos. Why is he so fucking pretty, dude? <laughs> I don't get it. Like that, a heroin junkies are not supposed to look like not that. at all. Yeah. The man has perfect skin. He look, he looks like a, like a, a really, um, hasn't aged. He has not aged for one, but he looks like a, a, a more manicured version of the dude from Deuce Bigelow, <laughs> the Jiggle from Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> What's his name? I, he's, he's a beautiful man. He's also in the mummy. Uh, he, yeah. He, he kind of like that, but with even more makeup and more put together. Yeah. And, I, I always just disliked him from afar because I don't I don't I didn't, I didn't at the time you know until up until a couple of years ago I didn't listen to Jane's Addiction. Gr- didn't, what was oh, it? growing up in like the MTV VH1, mm. I feel like I was just like knew him more as like a personality. Yeah, then he certainly is that now with his I, tattoo reality show and all that. Yeah, and it was it inked or something? And um, yeah, I just sort of just hated the way he looked. It made me uncomfortable. He was like, he was too much like he was always airbrushed. Not mm-hmm. airbrushed. What's the, what's the thing when they're on magazine covers? Oh, Photoshop. Uh, he, like he looks too much like he's always posing for a photo shoot. Yeah. And like she, he is. Kind of is. And uh, there's also a few things I heard. Uh, one of them, I'm a huge comedy fan. I'm a big fan of uh, Big J Okerson. I force Alex to listen to a lot of Big J stuff. And I think Big J was working on, it might have been, that show or maybe something MTV related. Mm. The point is Dave Navarro was there and uh, Dave Navarro was known amongst the whole crew and amongst everybody, all the models that worked there that he was like the, every, he was the guy. Every he banged all the girls. He was oh, the dude, top dog. Of course, nobody fucks with him. Like every girl wants him. And there was one model who didn't care for him and nice. big J hit it off with her. And big J is a, He's it's, Big J. That's <laughs> funny. Big J kind of looks like a fat version of Dave. He does. He wears fingers closed and wallet chains, and he has stupid nose piercings. But he's the best. He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Everyone check out Big J Okerson. But uh, he hit it off with this model, and they, he was like taking, like making fun of Dave Navarro and how like pretty he is, and how like you know just how serious he takes himself. So he was like bonding with this girl over that. I think Dave overheard that somehow and just snubbed Jay the entire time was a dick to him. Like the whole, it's like, you're, he's not wrong to be a dick to him, but like, yeah. come on, just lighten up, dude. Lighten the fuck up. Yeah. Second story. Uh, I'm not giving away any names cause that would be really shitty. Uh, 
I know a guy who went to high school and was good friends with a, a porn star. Mm-hmm. Uh, who she's like active now. And apparently uh, she would hook up with Dave Navarro a lot and had plenty of bad things to say about him as a human being. Like apparently this dude was a shithead, like just that's, a bad dude. That's not good when porn stars. I know. Do. I know. Oh, that's weird. But he seems bad, but Perry Farrell seems worse. Perry Farrell. And we'll get into wor- that. Yeah, we'll the get into that guy. in in the albums. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk about how much I hate them as people, but I like their music so fucking much. I, I think uh, I think probably the only like person with a soul is probably Eric Avery. I like Eric Avery. The bass player, he's a good dude. I I was reading some interviews with him and uh like just, you know, what, what do you call it? Just like ma- not manifestos. That's mm-hmm. a bad word for it, but just like things that he's written about his time in the band and afterward. And he seems like the most level-headed regular guy probably is it's, and it's heartbreaking to see how that is met with egos like Perry and not so much Dave compared to Perry, mm-hmm. but just that whole industry and that, that real that scene of uh, you really got to boost uh, you. Everything is about your image. Everything is about how you're presented. Everything is about being a creative type more than being a good dude. Yes. And I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I like being a good dude first. Uh, but whatever. So backstory of the band, how they formed, all uh, that stuff. They pretty much became a overnight sensation in L.A. Uh, Farrell had a band previous to this called Psycom. Mm-hmm. And um, they broke up, and he, you know, formed Jane's Addiction. Very annoying name for the band. Are you they kidding? Had, I think it's a fucking great name. I think it's a great band name. I think it's a good band name. I think the origins of it are very annoying. Because what is it? He had a roommate, yeah, and she was her, their their muse. Ah, uh, that shit. He just took the name. Like she was a uh, she had a heroin problem, right? Yeah. And I think he was I just was like. It was like originally like Jane's heroin something and yeah, very for guys who aren't very smart, they very smartly realize, you know, once you put heroin in your band name, that's like a deal breaker for a lot of also it closes a lot of doors. So professionally, well, those days, yes, uh, professionally it does. But also I remember reading a blurb about that saying Perry saying that uh, it needs to be vaguer. And I was like, that's brilliant. That yeah. It does need to be vague. Yeah. Jane's addiction is like, it's just a phrase. You know, there's a story there, but you don't know it. It's mysterious. It's cool. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a fucking awesome name. Uh, and it, it, it actually does kind of fit their weird blending of genres and stuff. Yeah. You don't know what kind of band that is. Mm-hmm. It's like my favorite kind of band name. Uh, whereas uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Faith No More uh, during some of the albums because it's kind of related, but that's always a, a band name that I always hated. I've always hated the name. I love them. They're one of my favorite bands of all time, but I've always thought it was like a really like douchey kind of pretentious sounding name. Faith. No more. Interesting. Jane's addiction feels like there's a story behind it, but, uh, so and for, then, go ahead. Oh, Keep I was going to say we are cheating a little bit. Their first album is a live album, but most, mm-hmm of these songs would be re-recorded, re-released in some way, shape or form. There are a few songs on there. Uh, if you're a fan, uh, check out whores, which is okay. Chip away, which I thought is pretty good. Those two songs are still staples in their live sets. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. And then they, on top of chip away, there's trip away, which is kind of a, a spastic 
funk metal song and then all the other songs on there eventually they re-recorded or re-released in some capacity that we will be okay talking about which is uh why i didn't feel the need to be like hey maybe we should add it canonically also yeah. i just listened to them today so whatever <laughs> all of them no no no, no oh, the, just the songs yeah like, holy the songs. shit that's fast no uh so jin's addiction had four albums during their uh, lifetime and they're still together now and they, they keep saying that there's potentially recording maybe we're going to do another one but it's been a long time yes last one first album was was 1988 last one was 2011 and since 2011 they've been saying that and like if fuck it we'll do a patreon episode if they release another one but th- it's pretty done yeah we're not gonna wait nine years on the off chance that, yeah. yeah it's the same thing with butthole servers like i don't think it's gonna happen if if it Within does, the well, next five years, I don't think it's going to well, happen. We got you covered. Yeah. So, uh, you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. This is 1988. Nothing shocking. I love this song. So do I. I love this bass line. But my love from the bass line actually comes because Death Grip sampled it. Oh, really? And I had no idea it was Jane's Addiction sample. Interesting. It's such a death grips thing to do to sample Jane's Addiction, though. Yeah. I remember when I first heard this song, I laughed hysterically because of the vocals, and I thought, is this what I'm in for? Like, this fucking... He doesn't sound like this in the whole album at all. Yeah. It's just this song. Yeah. you couldn't tell already this is an intro song this is not a song song but I, it's, I think it's a great intro song yes yeah. and yeah I think the bass line is just so strong but. their bass lines Mr. Eric Avery uh, always very simple somehow very effective and more uh, memorable than anything else well not anything else but like one of the most memorable things at least on this album yeah, yeah. I think the next album as well Nasally. Little nasally. He's uh, the nasally high pitch. Not as much as Mike Patton on The Real Thing, which is what this reminded me of. I was like, it's just another early era of Mike Patton, mm-hmm. but the rest of the album doesn't sound like so much. It's as powerful of an intro as this is, it's not really indicative of the rest of the album at all. And I think any fan of, uh, not any fan, but like anybody who's heard the radio between now and the past 30 years has probably heard the, the following song, was it Ocean Size? I haven't really heard that on the radio before. Really? Um, no, it's one of the most popular songs. Still a good song. Uh, before going any further, best personal best favorite. Best personal favorite. And this isn't just best personal favorite. This is, I think this is a fucking masterpiece. This, yeah, it is a, it is a long landslide by. No content. Yeah. It, this is, uh, I think this is an all, uh, uh, an all alternative rock masterpiece. Yes. It's almost flawless. The only album that comes close for me is the real thing by Faith No More. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think I like that one. Uh, more song per song, uh, Faith No More's, but this one as a cohesive whole album, as an like individually, these songs I don't think are as strong as yes. like something like a Faith No More, but as a whole, it is fucking unmatched. This album misled me so bad because I was like, 
shit, maybe I like Jane's addiction. Yeah. I don't, but, <laughs> but this, this, uh, yeah, but this album, this album, um, get into the background of it a little bit. Farrell demanded 50% of publishing rights for this, the lyrics plus a quarter for writing music. Yep. So his total 62%, this piece of human garbage, the worst that actually caused the band to break up. Yeah. But because Warner Brothers had so much money invested in them, they were able to coax them back together. They were able to get the rest. How nice. They were able to get the rest of the band 12%. No, 12.5% is literally just literally just the remainder. Yeah, it remainder, is. He yeah. got exactly what, what he wanted. This fucking giant baby. Yes. He, he wouldn't budge. He said... Well then, we're done. Then, if I'm not getting, if I'm not getting all of that credit, which he fucking does not deserve, so look, he does. Caleb, I, I wrote down, I, I read that, and I wrote this down. Lyrics aren't that important, man. Lyrics aren't that like. I I get that lyrics are important. Just I get that vocal lines are also important. I also get that fucking art direction is important. That cover which he designed is I think is awesome. Yeah. I like the bat, the cow background. I don't know that yeah. it's a weird aspect ratio that but the thing with the twins on fire that's fucking great. Mm-hmm. All wonderful. You didn't make the band asshole. Like you didn't co- you didn't write everything. Like that's not uh, 62.5%. Yeah, and Especially like reading what Dave Navarro said about the album and why I think the album is cool and why it works. He said, you know, some of the songs, the basis was the guitar part. Some of the songs was drums. Some of it was bass. So it really sounds like, you know, a 20, 25 percent because there's four of them. Mm-hmm. Um like really like equal parts in writing this. And I, I think that's what makes it 100 percent. Yeah, so cool um, that, you know, they writing songs based off a drum beat or bass line, which you don't really hear too much about. Mm -hmm. It happens, but you just don't hear about it. And yeah, I can't think of anything in the 80s that sounds like this. No, you don't even know what to call it, really. Yeah, it's it's wild that they did this in the 80s. I absolutely adore how goddamn diverse this album is and one thing that i i personally i know it's probably a controversial opinion i don't think they ever nailed long songs ever again the way they do here i would agree with that they're dude each one is so damn different and they they go to to so many different places while never getting boring Mm -hmm. like um uh where is it ted just admit it also these song titles are absurd uh yeah that's this uh uh passable reggae song that ends up ends up in a totally different place yeah. from where it started. Um, the song title is, you know, uh, based around a Ted Bundy quote mm-hmm. where he blames pornography for his uh, murders. So uh, I should be a fucking mass murderer. Um, another song I think is affected uh, or it's okay, but it works for the album. Summertime rolls. Okay. Re- Go ahead. Keep going. Really druggy, really spacey. It doesn't escalate the same way as Ted does. That is my favorite song on the album. Interesting. I Interesting. fucking love that song is an entire point in my life where I was like, I don't know why I love Perry's voice in there so much, especially that outro where it's just him mm-hmm. and the bass. Oh God. I love that song. Uh, I don't know why it's just the way it builds up. Uh, it's oddly cheery. It's yeah. such an oddly cheery song. Uh, it really does make you feel like summertime. And 
I don't know something about that fucking song, man. But then what, oh, another, another thing that really makes this just the best as a, as a whole, as a whole unit, the, the pacing, the way these long ass songs are spaced between like a little snappy short pop song. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> like what's, what's like, okay. I'm going to go in out, out of order here. Um, okay. Do it. Fucking idiots rule. That's the most 80s sounding thing on here. There's like horns. There's horns. Yeah. Put, put on idiots rule just because it's not at all what the album sounds like, but it comes in at a good enough time. Somehow this works after the very heavy, powerful mount, mount song. Which we, we got to know mount song. So actually, uh, it just kind of hit me right now. Um, but yeah, that song works for me. Oh yeah. Uh, quick, actually quick side note about that song. Uh, Flea plays uh, trumpet. trumpet on one, okay. uh, as well as some other people, but uh, Jane's addiction was like really close friends with the God off of chili peppers. And well, when you're all doing heroin, exactly. You need buddies playing alternative rock. Uh, I, I'm a big flea fan as much as I don't like red chili peppers. Uh, and it's, it's just like a fun kind of crossover, but I don't know if this is a hot take because I feel like everyone hates them now, but like I know they hate them now. Really? Well, the chili pepper. Yeah. Like I this like, I don't know. I never like I kind of grew out of them, but I never went like full like fuck those guys. I never liked them. And then the more I heard, the more I hated them. And then I was finally uh, like I was finally asked to li- to listen to give like one this one album a shot and mm-hmm. I was like you know what there's actually some not horrible stuff on here I can't say I hate this song I can't say I hate this song fine yeah fine but it's their essence that I fucking their es- yeah it's, their it's just their entire style yeah. that I don't like I just don't like their style but uh so what was I gonna say about yeah uh, I barely, it barely hit me kind of right now Perry uh in these early days really sounds. Reminds me a lot. I keep mentioning the band Decordson because mm-hmm. of how influential they are, even though I don't really like them that much. Uh, the singer for that band, I forget his name, but it has like the same kind of really snarly high pitch. They're always, it always sounds like they're screaming, but it doesn't sound like they're uh, exerting that much energy because like his voice is high and raspy, but it doesn't sound like he's screaming at you. Yeah. It, um, although I do think Perry uh, is better than that, than that guy, but because we briefly talked about it. Um, I think Mountain Song is their best single. Like, I don't know if they just like ignored the the bass line is what makes this album. The bass playing is what makes that song in this yeah. album for me. Um, MTV would not play the music video because there was nudity in it. They wouldn't oh. edit it, um, but they were able to get some clout through touring, um, opening up for Iggy Pop. The Ramones, mm. things like that. Um, That's one thing that um, I read a lot that uh, as much as it's easy to, to hate Perry for being a bad person, a narcissist, that motherfucker was unwavering with his creative ethics, mm. which I respect the shit out of. Like the fact like we like they, 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 um, uh, what the hell was it? Basically they, they pissed off MTV cause they wouldn't 
edit it yeah. or they wouldn't do a thing for to, to piss off MTV in those days was like a big deal. Oh, yeah. Like that was the gatekeeper. You mm-hmm. be nice. You play nice with MTV. Yeah. And like, no dude, it's my shit. Yeah. And I really love that. I really love that. Uh, I do. I do hate Jane says you do. It might be the steel drums. It might be the melodies. The steel drums make me laugh. I didn't realize they're in there until like this, more recently. Fucking so I love that song now. Yeah. I didn't love because when I heard it as a single, I was like, this is a 90s song. Don't care for it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's, I don't care. In the context of the album, it is wonderful. It is the only acoustic song. It's the only song that's even remotely wimpy like that. And it's like toward the end. So like just when you think you you figured out this band is this crazy alt rock, alt metal type thing, then they throw in this ballad that's not even really a ballad. It's just sort of like a mm-hmm. like an like an uh a romantic scene in a teen movie kind of song. Those of people who are interested there's a version of jane says on the live album without the steel drums if anyone is interested i don't mind the steel drums at all i think it's a neat ripple i don't think it's necessary i will will say that's like smart to be like oh we're in the studio what can we do to separate it from the live version uh smart idea not for me also i didn't even realize i didn't put it together right now that the steel drums and like perry's such a big reggae guy yeah and like i hate reggae if any, anybody who's a fan of the show knows but uh there the way they implement reggae stuff is has always been so so subtle mm-hmm. that it never even feels like they're that influenced by reggae like the most we get here is the baseline to th- to th- just admit it i think there's another song later on later on yeah, yeah later but, on yeah uh, we'll, but it's we'll get to it's always very subtle which and that's that's the thing well all of their influences i guess as a band and whatever at least whatever has been on this album is you can't really pinpoint their guys it's just no like they yeah. just made this thing it is a uh a hodgepodge of a bunch of like crazy shit and yeah if anyone like listen to this album and be like oh they're like I feel like the only obvious thing is like Zeppelin, but it doesn't even sound like no. Zeppelin. It's kind of hard to, that's the thing. It's hard to, you have to like pinpoint these like moments and be like, yeah. Oh, I can hear it yeah. there. But overall, that's the hallmark of great songwriters. Yeah. That's what I feel. Cause like you shouldn't be able to know exactly where something is coming from. And that's then, then you're just retreading shit that we've all heard and done. But, uh, also uh, that will that will stay consistent for the entire discography. Uh, the performances and presentation, they just execute an idea so well. Where all of these riffs are so simple, and then mm-hmm. later on, they're still they they never get complex. None of these songs are complex, except in the way they perform it and the way they arrange it. And it's it's always so impressive when they take what should be a very standard, easy to to, to digest uh, hook, and then just make this long epic thing with all these changes but you don't feel lost in any way. Mm-hmm. It, I really do see how this caught on so huge. Yeah. Yeah. I can, uh, I'm glad I was not a, uh, uh, you know, I was probably one, yeah. One years old when this came out, I'm mm. very glad I wasn't alive to watch this band evolve or wasn't, you know, uh, old enough to watch them evolve in real time because mm-hmm. uh, I pr- I probably would have been pissed. The the weird egotism and personality inflating that that came with each passing 
moment yes. with the spin. It happened fast. Yeah. These dudes blew up and their faces and heads and egos blew up as well as well. But this is like a must for any rock fan. Like any I rock so, fan, yeah. it has to be. Uh and I always like I'm always con- not concerned, but like uh my brother, for example, uh I asked him if he if he listened to them. I don't know why. This is a while back. And he's like, Oh, I haven't heard the first time, only heard like the this album. I was like, What? what? Like, how didn't you haven't heard them? This yeah. is the one. Yeah. This is the fucking one. But both of our best and personal favorites. Highly encourage everyone listening to to please, if you haven't already. This one's this one's worth it. Uh and now. On to the follow-up. This is 1990s. I'm not going to use any accent because that's silly. Ritual de lo habitual. Señoras y señoras, nosotros tenemos más influencia con sus hijos que tú tienes. Also, st- I still hate this song. Too. Really? How do you hate this song? This is an actual good song. Addiction. Is it because of the funkiness? Is that why, Alex? Do you have a problem with the funk? No, I like Here funk. You know, is it Tony Hawk? No, I guess. I guess the drums slap on it, but oh, they sure do. It's like you said; it's just the essence of it. I can't argue with that. Yeah. yeah. This is a fun song to me. I like it. I also got a note. I also got to note the, sorry, uh, like <laughs> the the production on Perry's voice has always been from beginning to end very interesting, very complimentary to his voice. Because if you, if I bet, if you were to isolate any of his vocal tracks, it would be hard to sit through. Mm-hmm. Not that he's a bad singer; he's got a he's a good singer. Like he knows what he's doing. He's perfect pitch, not perfect pitch, but he's he's good pitch, and he has a very unique style. But it's a very flimsy, nasally. Uh, young sounding voice mm-hmm. but the production is always because even that song which is a pretty straightforward rock song has all these like uh, delay effects you can if you listen closely to his voice all these things that make it sound like there's more of him than there really is mm-hmm. I think they've they're really good at production yeah they've um, I think on most of their albums have been very fortunate to work with very um, coherent and great producers throughout the career it sounds like it a uh, lot uh, little bit of background. Mm-hmm. Navarro has no recollection of recording this album. Lovely, because he was just strung out on heroin the whole time. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, tracks six through nine. Nice. Uh, tracks. <laughs> what the fuck songs are those? Uh, they're in memorandum of Farrell's deceased girlfriend, which we'll talk about on certain songs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my feelings are, I just feel like Avery and Perkins are somewhat neutered on this Ah, album. I think this is the Perry Farrell show. It's not not that. Yeah. But I do think it's still a good album. And and here's what, what, and I'm saying that now. Because uh, before this this episode, I'd, I'd heard only these two albums, mm-hmm. and it, I mean that's what they that's what they're that's, that's their thing that's yeah. their reputation. So when I first heard this, because I listened to them in order, this was such a fucking letdown compared to the first one when I first heard it. Because like 
there's no cohesiveness. There's no really unique uniqueness to each song. It's just more of the same, but I remember it less. It, it, it's longer. It was like, I don't I th- know, it just didn't pop the way the other one did. I think it's cohesive at the end, at the end, but it's not, it's not a home run. Yeah. And it, it's regarded as one. And people, I, I don't understand it. And a lot of people prefer this one. I don't, I, I don't fucking understand. I fucking it. do not understand. I, I'm trying to understand that. But this time, this moment, I actually had to, in order to, for me to actually really enjoy this album, I had to remove all context of the previous album because it's just so nowhere near that to me. Mm-hmm. The on its own, these are fine songs. Like the only songs that I don't like are obvious because it's fucking long and obvious. And uh, I, I disagree. You like obvious. I like obvious. Um, similar. It's similar lyrics to the previous song. Ain't no right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's a little frantic. It's a little spacey. Um, at times they never go, they never go full weird. They, they always have to come back to, just like generic rock they do come they do uh they do always reel it back in with the longer songs here so obvious i always sorry i i uh noted on its own it's probably not bad mm-hmm. uh it's so long and it's so not adventurous and it's so early in the album and like, that's oh um, that's the almost every long song they do from here on out dude and the other one the other song i have a problem with is uh then she did which where that's toward oh, the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really long and i don't feel like it does anything really with that length but i do like i like the string stuff in there but even then it does feel like they're really subdued to a, to a fault so i can't talk about things she did without talking about three days we'll talk about three days because i feel like it is a she did is a sequel to three days they they bookend each other Mm -hmm. uh thematically and musically very well i think but they're not like it's them trying to be prog rock it's not very proggy yeah and this really um specifically thing she did I, i just I don't know if any of those riffs are worth playing for that, that long. long. It's like eight minutes. Yeah. And uh, I, I just feel like a lot of the epicness that they were trying to really go for on that song, just like just mm-hmm. completely missed it, especially after coming off of three days, which is like that one. I, cause it's fucking 10 minutes. Three days is long ass song. And when I first heard, it, I was like, this is fine. It doesn't warrant 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I listened to it again. And I was like, it's fucking really good but not if you compare it to the epics on the last album, like those ones were special. It's three days is probably one of the stronger tracks on the album. Sure. And it's what the, the theme of the album is. It's what the cover is recreated. And if you want to talk about douchey fucking themes to write about, uh, what is it? So he was dating a 14 year old when he was 20. Hold Hold on, hold on. I didn't know that. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. I knew I hated him, but now I have legal grounds to hate him. It gets worse. So I think it didn't last that long. Thank God. But why did she go through puberty? (laughs) Um, But they kept in communication. And so this is where it gets really gross. And um, so when she turned 18, she came to visit Farrell 
and spent three days with him and his girlfriend, which led to orgies and drugs, hence the album cover and hence the three days. And then she, you know, this, this girl ended up dying and he would, um, I think he spent some time with her father, this kind of talking about her. And I hate this guy. This I is fucking hate this guy. One of the grossest fucking saw and like self-indulgent. Like, yeah, I like had a girlfriend and then I th- flew an just like fresh 18 year old out. And we, this banged and dig drugs and that's fucking that's and did she did she die that weekend? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, like later on. Okay, I thought you, I thought that was like part of the whole ordeal. No, 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 no. That would have been like horrendous. That would have been like I would have called you and like I don't know if I want to give them more attention. Yeah, if that was part of the story. Dude, but, uh, I okay. So I'm so glad I didn't know that because I mean I already hated the guy. I can't hate the guy more than I do now. I thought you know what I do. Uh, yeah, I do. I definitely yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. But. Uh, I still like the song, I guess. <laughs> it's still a good song. It yeah. has a lot of great, really wonderful sections in that song. I don't want to hear what he's saying, though. Also, uh, uh, fucking Ben Cotts stealing. I, re- I, f- I know you hate that song, but, uh, okay, hold on. That's a famous ass song. That's yes. one of their most yes. famous songs. Yes. Uh, holy shit. Put it on for a second. I will. Because I already forgot what it went like. And, it's, and I'm going to feel like an idiot as soon as you hit play. I think there might be a little bit of an intro mm-hmm. that they don't play on the radio. Oh, no, I remember it. Okay, so everyone has to have heard this one. It's this one and Jane Says. I like the ones that I've heard, I heard the most growing up. Uh, so I'm not going to leave it on for any longer than that. I don't mind the song. The thing is, I only like it in the, the same way I like... Uh, Standing in the shower thinking from the last album mm-hmm. where it has like the same kind of uh, really o- kind of uh, obvious pop poppiness to it with like hand claps and it's just really bouncy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the only not the maybe not. The, it's one of the very few songs on this album that has that much bounciness to it. Uh, so I do like it as a palate cleanser. I do get not liking it. It's Perry's pretty annoying on there. I feel like it could be a sublime song. Oh, I don't even agree a little bit. Oh, how (laughs) dare you? My goodness. But favorite song on the album uh, is, of course. Uh, The song, of of course. course. Of course. The one. Put it on. It is the only. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just needed to like. I'm still going to put it on. I just had to look at my notes for a refresher. It is the only song in the discography that sounds like this. I think this is a really cool idea for a song. Uh, it is not seven minutes cool, though. I don't think it is either, but I didn't realize it was seven minutes until I looked at it, which I feel like that's I, probably a pretty good sign. I felt it mm. while listening to it. I, I love this, though. Like, right. This is rad. I don't know what style of violin playing it's called. I know it's Eastern. Let me uh, pull that up for you real quick, dog. But it's it's really badass. You hear it with like uh, the Eastern stuff, uh, more Jewish stuff. Yes. I really like it. So one thing I... So, um, that style of music is called Kel- Kelmezer. 
How do you spell that? K-L-E-Z-M-E-R. Whew. I'm going to try that. Um, yeah, that's the style that it's called. One thing I, uh, I like it in this song a lot and I like it generally over overall, um, which is, I just said the two, this, the same word twice, essentially. Uh, Perry has, a uh, his style of vocal lines. It's very poppy is too, too, uh, vague of a description. I would say it's more like, a almost nursery rhyme-esque mm-hmm. where they're very simple. Uh, it's very much like a Mary had a little lamb kind of thing where you can on its own, it would probably pass off as a nursery rhyme. But a lot of his vocal lines kind of are, are like that. That's a great way to put it. But the way they blend with a thing like that, mm-hmm. I think it works pretty well. And then the way they blend with some of like the heavier rock songs, it's this nice little unorthodox uh, mix you get there, which I, I think, uh, oh, not bad. No words. I think uh, it's not easy to pull that kind of thing off. Like you have to have a voice kind of like his where it's mm-hmm. not super. It's, if he was going full clean, I think it would, it would, it would qualify in the really annoying pop punk territory. Yes. And if he was too gruff, it would be insane. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, it's a perfect storm. I don't know. It just seems to work. He found a style that worked to uh, cap it off. i fucking hate classic girl. Wait, classic girl, classic girl. The very last oh, track. It, it, really? I feel like it's like blown out. I was already like exhausted. Yeah. And then, uh, that song, I think it's a better closer than uh, uh, Pigs and Zen. It, I'm going to use that word again. Thematically, it is. Okay. But I don't. I, I don't hate it. I didn't think I it was. I care for it. I get you. Um, so that's the biggest problem I have with the album is, is of course, the pacing. Because I'm a big pacing queen. And <laughs> it's like the first half goes by like that. There, I, it's they're all reasonably length. And then as soon as it hits three days, every song is a fucking epic until the end of the album. So it's like, it, it all of a sudden it becomes a, like halfway through, it becomes a long album. Like you, in your brain, it's kind of tricking you to think this is just a standard 40 minute album. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through it just, be, it just gets long. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if they like separated the, the songs about his um, child bride. Child bride. No, they weren't married. I'm. Uh, I know. But, I know. Um, I almost wonder if it would be paced better. I just throughout, you know, listening to their whole discography. I just really think I like I like Eric Avery. He's and, a, he's, yeah, and finding out kind of how they were neutered a little bit on this album, and and he was uh, quite scorned uh, following this. They would him and Farrell would get into like fist fights. That's right. Yeah. Um, so like be- before we go into that, I know for sure that I think I, I know for sure it's stop. And, and I think it's ain't all right. They were written during uh, nothing shocking. And I, I think it might've been Dave who wanted them on that album. Mm-hmm. And Perry was like, no, no, save it, save it. Yeah. And it's funny that, that you hated stop so much. Like if it was on the last time, I probably would have brought it down for you a little bit. It might've, but it also feels like, I don't think it would have fit there. Like I like that there it's not there. It's hard to imagine nothing shocking being different. Yeah. Yeah. It it feels so, I keep using the word cohesive, but it just feels so like it is exactly the way it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. It's one of those, it's very, there's not a lot of albums that are like that where they feel like this is kind of perfect. I can't even feel like what, also, I know right starts off like a douchey reggae song. I was so worried for I that song. It's just the intro. It's okay. That's it. That intro, put on the intro to that because it is, first of all, 
nothing to, to do with the song. It doesn't even feel like it should be there. It's very odd and stupid. One second. My bad. <clears throat> Slagging a little bit here. Those toms sound dope, though. They do. They really do. I say that as someone who doesn't like echoey toms. Well, you do like it. I thought you did like echoey toms. You didn't like the, the muffled. Oh, I think I just like a. A well-produced Tom? Is yeah, that what you're trying to tell yeah. me right now? You like... Also, this fucking sucks. I, like... First of all... I was so worried, but yeah. It doesn't even make any sense because the song itself is like a, a legit rocker. It's a good-ass, mm. pretty aggressive song. It's like stereotypical, like rock and roll, like don't judge me, man. I guess... You haven't walked a mile in my shoes. Shut up, you... Idiot Perry fucking with this dumb hat. That guy. Don't judge me for banging 14 year old girls. <laughs> I already did. That dude dresses. He's a. You want to hit him in the face. He dude, looks like a, like a like a mystery, like a, you know, the pickup artist kind of guys. He dressed yeah, like that. Yeah. Him and Navarro are fucking. Him worse than Navarro, though. No, 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 no. For yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, fucking. But okay, Fuck so, that dude. That's all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all I'm getting at. Fuck that dude. So, I mean, it's a, I, my opinion. Good, good album. Good album. I don't see how this could even be considered in the same league as the first album, but mm-hmm. people really like it. But, you know, we're not those people. No. And it's like, if you really like the Jane's Addiction style, then probably you will like this album. It's not that I like their style and their, their aura That's so the much. Thing. It's just yeah. that the first one captured a fucking thing. It captured like a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the songs were well written and well performed. This is like, oh, it's just that band, but you know, kind of with less of a vision. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like more of my opinion, but like, I don't know, it just didn't 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 pop. Uh, but what happens after this? So this resulted in a thirteen month tour, which you know was the like. Lollapalooza, all yeah, they, that shit. They, they invented started, that, right? Yep, and they started all that. Um, but you know, in hindsight, Farrell's like that probably like did us in. Like you're not meant to see the same four people nope. every day nope. for 13 months. And um, I'd say like you could pull that up if you had like 12 hours apart for them every day. Mm-hmm. I, another good. He was like, well, that's part of it, and like. I will say at least he can admit he's a narcissist, which he has. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought that like, like, I read that as well, but like, it doesn't just saying like, Hey man, I, oh, don't, no, I know I suck, no, but like continuing to be shitty for the rest no, of the life. He didn't work. Fuck himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another factor was Farrell and Perkins doing drugs while Navarro and Avery, were like we can't like we have problems yeah we yeah. can't even be around that yeah. shit so uh that caused them to break up um there would be a, a small reunion with uh perkins navarro and farrell and flea on base that's right didn't uh, Avery say say no no dice he said no dice um 
which resulted in kind of a uh, compilation album called Kettle Whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's outtakes. There's two new songs with Flea on there. Um, I think they, they're very druggy and like psychedelic. I think the title track Kettle Whistle is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, other songs. Yeah. Total outtakes. Mm-hmm. Not missing anything there. So like after the album, it, it, it looked as though it is impossible for them to keep a bass player like in and out. They I will say they've done a great job at bringing in uh, suitable replacements mm-hmm. for Avery. Uh, none of them really able to capture. Right. Right. Capture that. Um, and then uh, Perry Farrell working on a solo album where he bought in Perkins and Navarro think they ended up doing one track kind of kind of similar to like iggy pop's skull ring help mm-hmm. rebirth the, the stooges Stoog- right. uh the solo album kind of rebirth james addiction wait what's his main side project perry's isn't it just his no there's a famous one uh fuck oh boy anyways um yeah. it's it's a yeah, it's one that I think that we actually should cover. It's a famous one. Are you talking about porno for pirates? That's what I'm talking about. That's not. No, they have two. I mean, we should do it. Yeah. But they only have two albums. Exactly. So. Um, uh, but like they're they're fucking. They're like known, right? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah, like, yeah. They're, like, they're like. Yeah. They're one of those bands that. No, have, we're we're definitely going to be yeah. covering that because it's short. Um, But anyways, they get together for the Coachella's. Because, again, he's an asshole, but for some reason, he is on the forefront he's a smart of guy. these big festivals. He's a smart guy. I hate him, but he's a smart guy. And then um, so they said, hey, let's record an album. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't get Avery. I'm not sure. I forget the name of the dude they bought in. Yeah, for this. it's kind of inconsequential because he didn't end up recording with them. That's right. So that's why I didn't write his name down. But uh, yeah, that that brings us to the third album. This is 2003's Strays. I misliked you so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> most hilarious horrible album cover i think that we've done here fit the aesthetic of the previous real loud yeah i'm over here this is their fucking hardest heaviest yep. album i like this song a lot interesting i i think it is uh it is entirely early 2000s, but it's produced it like a fucking beast. Again, always had awesome yeah. producers. One thing I wrote down in my notes, I'm worried at how much I like this song. <laughs> what does it say about me? Borrow just some of his best guitar work here too. This is the perfect 2003 album. It really is. 
And again, what I was saying earlier, Curry is produced real well. He sounds like he's not aged a fucking day. Having said that, worstly How favorite. fucking dare you? How fucking dare you? I like this album a lot, actually. I... You know, I don't understand. I'm so baffled. What is is it because? Oops, is it because it's so 2000? It doesn't feel like there's some decent things on here, but like it doesn't feel like Jane's addiction. No, not like neither does the next album. I disagree. You're fucking high. Obviously, I'm losing. Obviously, like I mean, by default, in terms of feeling, uh, um, like like Jane's addiction though. So. At least like ritual feels like Shane's addiction, even mm-hmm. though I didn't like it. Yeah. This is just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Um, Like, okay. So they bought in Chris Channing, who is the bass player for Atlantis Morissette. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, some of those Atlantis Morissette bass lines fucking slap. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I know. I know you're not joking. You ought to know. <laughs> Dude, we're listening to you ought to know after this. Oh, fuck. All right. So I'm like, that's a fucking like perfect like replacement for Avery. Um, But there aren't really any memorable bass lines on here. I think that's attributed to them switching bass players halfway through recording. And it's just kind of mm-hmm. like a uh, if you're a metal fan, kind of similar to like Bob Rock playing bass on St. Anger and then bringing oh, Robert right. Trujillo in. Yeah. And it's this, uh, it's a mess, but, uh, yeah, I think true nature. Okay. Song true nature. True I will, nature, I, nature. That's the opening. That? That's all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't write it down cause it was so early. I will let their fans decide if this is a good, well, I'll decide right now, Alex. I'm sorry. The title track I think is pretty, pretty weak. And that one actually, so there's only a few songs in here that I don't like, which is, so the title track, it definitely, and this can, an argument can be, can be made for most of the songs of this album. It definitely sounds like a song I heard on the radio during this time period and completely ignored. I had no idea how much of this album I fucking have heard really through like pop culture, mm. like this shit, whoever marketed and licensed these songs, you get a fucking a plus. Really? I don't recognize a single song on here, dude. I've heard like 50% of this album. Really? Like, I bet that's why you give it worst. I bet that it is. I bet it's in there. I bet it's in there from bad, from just like, it's in your body. It's like, yeah. you, oh, you knew you hated it back then. So you carry that with you. I fucking bet. Maybe, maybe like I had no idea throwing it on how like familiar I was mm. with this album, but. So coming in completely fresh, I was expecting a bad reunion album full of like the most predictable bullshit uh, produced fine. And then what I ended up, what I ended up getting from this was most of the riffs are, are still pretty generic, but the presentation is fucking so immaculate. Mm-hmm. The production is so goddamn powerful and well done. Everybody sounds amazing. Uh, Navarro has never been this show offy, which mm-hmm. is like perfect for it because you need something, you know, with, with the songs, this, uh, simple in, in nature, you kind of need something wild to, to, to focus on. And then like, it still has songs where they go a lot of places like price. I pay price. to pay starts off boring. I think it starts off pretty damn good. How dare you? I think it's, you wouldn't. God damn it. Uh, go on. Starts off boring. Best bass riff on the track mm. gets way better. It's so funny. Like the put on a little bit of that. Actually, uh, the the quote unquote chorus is so fucking tacky, 
where it has like that electronic uh, bass drum mm-hmm. and just Perry, you know, singing the name of the song. Somehow it fucking works in the context of it, even though it's super dorky. pick up quite a bit though it's yes. a long song uh and i think I, i'm assuming that superhero was a song that's played a lot yes i bet it, it was. was took me back to a simpler time uh, the time of entourage entourage song. oh god never as, speak of jeremy piven ever again as someone who's watched every episode of entourage <laughs> i love that i fucking love that show back in the day uh I don't know if I, I would like things. it now, but um, I mean, isn't that's not still on, is it? No, 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 no. It's oh, you mean you wouldn't like it within? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, like being older, like yeah. if I would like it now. Um, uh, it's just a simpler time when bros could be bros. Indeed. I I wanted to be part of Vinny Chase's entourage. <laughs> also, like I wasn't a kid; I was like in my twenties. <laughs> Dude, man, <laughs> if you saw the people that I listen to on a daily basis, you'd just say the same thing. But I don't think it's a bad song, superhero. Uh, I know Perry's voice kind of bothers me a little bit, but having like heard that song, yeah, I can't like I can't can't dis- it's, it's entourage. Yeah, yeah I, I know that's that's why I feel like I think you're being hard on this album because of that because you have so much just so much past history with this. Like going in blind, I, but it caught me off guard of how much I liked it. Yeah, but it's it's not even like I didn't like look at the track listing and know. It's right. It's right now. Yeah. It's this like listening to. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know where this is going already. Um. Uh, I think. Uh. Oh shit! I didn't. I didn't highlight this. Um. I, go ahead. Oh, I don't like the riches. I think it's bloated. But I really. It made me think of ritual for some reason. Really. Like how so? I think it's very like some the vibes to it are very very similar to songs on ritual that song uh it really reminds me of a like it's it's just macho radio rock mm-hmm. it's just, this whole a lot of this album is very macho it is and it's very i i that one the riches i will say i'm actually embarrassed that i like that song i can see not liking that song yeah. i get it i get it but i do like it uh, also let me say when this came out it was called you know new metal and compared to new metal because that's what was oh this was considered new metal but they they were wrong because no one no one would listen to this now and think new metal at all there's no rapping there's no like there's there's, nothing new metal about this yeah i think it this got slapped with that label because that's what was fucking popular at the time no one no one in the right mind would call it new metal. everything on k-rock at in 2003 was i guess considered new metal or you could Yes. make some kind of stretch of an argument uh however this cover art it how is this not a greatest hits cover 
It does look like they have like they used to come out with the essential like Rob Zombie, essential Jane's addiction. Yeah. It, like if you this take away the font and put essential. It looks exactly like that. It's a yeah. it's a it's horrendous and hilarious. Yeah, if you cover. don't know what a douchebag Perry Farrell is, he really Why is he fucking standing like that? I don't get it. He has his like midriff exposed. Yeah, yeah. Um his ugly, like non-muscular arm <laughs> is posed in this weird way, his dumb hat. Uh let me say some nice things about right, this. All right, all right. I like the guitar riffing song just because but it kind of goes away once Peril starts singing. And then the other, like the other big song for me on here was Suffer Some. Ah. Because that was on the Tony Hawk Underground soundtrack. Really? And I had that game and played it to death and I didn't recognize the song. Man, my childhood is blurry. Like playing the game, I just thought it was like classic Shane's Addiction. Mm-hmm. So thumbs up i love that that one because i I think that fits nicely Mm -hmm. in the the like classic era also i think you you, you can't ignore the the drums in uh hypersonic i can and will how dare you put it on some some people like that song you being one of those people Know those drums, Alex? You can ignore those drums. They're really good. They're fucking tight and fast. And Perkins, yeah, Perkins is dope. Yeah. Okay, that's all. The only thing about the song I really love. I think it's a fine riff, but uh, it's mostly the drums that, that hook me on that one. Uh, the things I don't like. Aside from the title track, uh, Everybody's Friend, it is a novel acoustic ballad, but ultimately not very great. Pretty shitty. Yeah, and uh, To Match the Sun. Not a good closer. No, it's like, it's really inoffensive. Like, if you're... you're not going to hear this on, hear this and then get like angry that it's on. It's not going to be like, what the fuck is this garbage? It's like, it's just fine. It's, it's not just, great. Yeah, it's like a throwaway. I This was... This may be Alex's worst, but I, this is a million times better than I was expecting. I was blown away. I was in my car listening to it, waiting for it to get bad. I'm like, oh, I just like this album, I guess. Interesting. This yeah. is like, a, like I like that last Stooge. Was it the kill? Oh, ready, ready to Die? For the Stooges? Oh, yeah. 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 Like this year, this year, Ready to Die. It is. It kind of is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's not really Jane's Addiction. Um, it doesn't feel like them. It the only thing that sounds like them is Perry and uh, yeah, there's no like epics or attempts at long epic songs. It's just hard rock from 2003. Really pretty much. I would only, only listen to suffer some if uh, given the choice. Get ready for some mic picks on the playlist for this album. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And now we are on to the very last album. Uh, also, the, also by process of elimination. I wonder, you're fucking crazy. I wonder you're how I feel about crazy. <laughs> Alex is already getting ahead of himself. Uh, this is the well at the time of this recording, their last album. This is 2011's "The Great Escape Artist." This song is a hundred times better than everything. Oh, you're crazy! Are you serious? I'm I serious. actually don't like this song. I don't hate it. It just feels. This is fucking dope. This is it. Dude, I know why Alex likes this song. This has total stoner metal vibes. 
This yeah. bass line does. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Fucking great vocals, though. Let's argue. Worst, least favorite, clearly. You're but, crazy. Okay. So putting that on. Well, go ahead. Well, you're crazy, but so is the rest of the world. Well, this is not well received? No. And I have no, I have no fucking idea why. I'll fucking tell you why. So yeah, you will. <laughs> no, like, so I, I, when I first put this on, put this on, that song came out. I was like, all right, this isn't that bad. Uh, and then the next thing, next song came out. I was like, uh Oh, I like this one too. And then fucking curiosity kills. And I'm like, this is awesome i love this and then the rest of the album and that's where i'm like oh this is just the same song over and over again everything on here except for uh where is it uh broken people everything except for that song is edgy minor key angry Mm -hmm. upset dark and it wears on me fast because it's not that it's bad or those are uh, it's a bad style in any way it's just that every album before this always mix it mixes it up at least in terms of mood mm. like every song never not every song felt super uh macho and aggressive uh, but sometimes they did and not every song was super dark and edgy yeah. but sometimes it did it was always at least diverse enough this one n- almost none i will say the last three tracks i don't fucking care for um so little background on this okay they reunited with avery 2009 mm-hmm. they toured with with him and nine inch nails but uh because i'm assuming he's a good person and there's still <laughs> garbage people it didn't work out i've heard a lot of rumors about nine inch nails stuff and collaborating with jane's addiction and avery like a lot of stuff about that but it's like it never came to pass yeah I don't uh, know if trent was supposed to be like in the band or something like really or was it supposed to be like a full-on collab album or something? Who knows? Uh, but if people are interested, it's called the Ninja EP. There's Jane's Addiction. They were re-record two songs off their li- their debut live album. There's Nine Inch Nails, and then there's Street Sweeper Social Club, which is Tom Morello and Boots Riley from The Coup, or as people may know him from the director of... God damn! I didn't even look it up. Clearly, I, a very memorable movie. It, the the <laughs> is, screwed, is it the screwed up thing? Is it? Uh, sorry to bother you. Um, it's a really memorable movie. I it's, don't know. I've never heard of that. What is that, dude? Um, it's a weird sci-fi movie about like the monop or monotony of you know work and how it destroys your soul. Sure does. It's like really offbeat comedy it the movie takes like a, a hard left turn and that's and it's crazy uh there's some really funny stuff in there mm-hmm. and that's my review for uh sorry to bother you. all right, all right. Uh, when, when did that come out uh well, like two three years ago oh whoa that's that's 
modern. Yeah. Uh. And yeah, I was like, I'm a fan of the coup and it was like really interesting to like, Oh shit. Like boots. Riley got like mm-hmm. a weird movie put out in theaters. Good for him. Yeah. Take that Danzig. Sorry. Um, yeah. Boots Riley superior director over Danzig. <laughs> uh, so, uh, didn't work out with Avery. They bring in mm-hmm. Duff from, from guns and roses. Old GNR. Yep, old GNR, and that didn't end up working because they wanted to bring in the electronic stuff. Wait, that's why? Yeah, and Tuff's like, I'm a rocker. I play in Guns N' Roses. What an old and fart, dude. I like- know. And like he did get uh writing credits for three of the songs on here. And you can like you can tell those, which ones. Those are the fucking Duff songs. Uh the songs are Ultimate Reason. Uh, Be- because it's the most rocking so i'm like of course duff did that broken okay. people and words right out of my mouth uh interesting so i i do like broken people is like it's the only major key song in the album i was like all right i like it the thing with um ultimate reason that's actually a song i like i, I actually kinda grew on me a yeah. little bit like it's less spacey but they're still able to like get it in it took me a minute to really realize that I liked it because it's like the, the f- fifth or sixth edgy song in a row of edgy songs. Mm-hmm. So at the t- when I first heard, it, I was like, "This is just another edgy song. Like, it just this means nothing." And then I had to like s- separate it from the pack. Like, no, this is better than the other ones. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, but uh, I, I hate irresistible I'll- force. Kind of hate it. Okay, before I get into that okay. real quick. And then Duff's replacement, they bought in David Sick. It's S-I-T-E-K. Mm-hmm. He's from TV on the radio. And I think that's like the best thing that ever happened to them in a long time. Ah, that's a that's very uh, left field pick. It is. Yeah. It is. You went from Guns N' Roses to TV on the radio. Yeah. Weird, weird pick, but I'm glad it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a multi ins instrumentalist so he plays other stuff throughout the album Mm -hmm. um okay irresistible force i think the guitars and bass are pretty cool the the thing that like hurts the song is the main chorus. sure does it's the main chorus. yeah yeah that's exactly what did it for me uh i already mentioned that i i I love curiosity kills that one was like that's one of the more diverse, not diverse. It's one of the more intricate songs that they've done uh, that, since it, like the second album. That's one of the songs where you can feel the, uh, I'm just going to call him David, where you can feel like the influence of David on the, on the album, David, the bass player from TV on the radio. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. I was, I was like, David Navarro. No, <laughs> like, no, no, my, no. my brain immediately. No, he's just, Dave. Yeah. I'm talking about David. David yeah. Right. Um, yeah. The, on curiosity kills, you can really like, that's a, a stronger oh, actually no put that on because that baseline alone is already nothing like what they've done before he's real good he's not avery but he's it's a different it's a different flavor entirely Jeans Addiction baseline. I, I like to the song finishes. <laughs> 
This is fucking wonderful. I love this. God damn, it's a good song. Yeah, that that got me real excited. So it doesn't sound like classic Jane's Addiction, but to me, and obviously I'm in the minority because Mike hates it. Most of the reviews hate it. To me, I think this is what like modern Jane's Addiction mm-hmm. should sound like. Like, uh, there's even a quote where. Farrell says, I love being able to escape my past, even though my past was awesome. I just love the future even more. That's for a piece of shit human being or anybody really. That's just a great mentality. It really is to have. Yeah. So I think that's another like after listening to it and then reading that quote, I this I don't know. I applaud that so much, especially mm. in the age of fucking oh rehashing damn near everything. Nostalgia. I just think yeah. it's a great attitude to have. I think it shows on the album. Sure, uh, it's not a, it's you know not a home run, right? But um, I think another strong track is Twisted Tales. Mm-hmm. I. Don't know how familiar our listeners are with Fantagram, but that sounds like a fucking Phantom Phantagram song. So you know why I didn't like that song? It it really channeled some Lincoln Park vibes for me. Interesting. Like, oh, this is it's not that it sounds like Lincoln Park, but it has that same bombacity to it. I'm gonna That's hit, even a word I might have just made that up. I'm gonna hit people with it. Go ahead. Sorry, my computer could uh, okay. we bring it down. My computer played Ultimate Reason for some reason. I was wondering, I was like, okay. this doesn't sound like. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I said about my, my original assessment. This is Lincoln Park. <laughs> no. Sorry. I can't picture. It's actually not that bad. I, I, I don't. It's not for me. It's not, definitely not for me. But objectively, I can't say it's that bad. All right, we got a little taste. Man, it's like the production just gets better with every fucking album. Like they this are sounds amazing. Extremely, extremely lucky with the uh producers they have worked Can, with. Seriously, like that rhythm section sounds really powerful. Uh there's all kinds of soundscapes swirling around. There's like and Perry uh, still sounds amazing. He's, mm-hmm. He shouldn't sound this good after all this time and all this drugs. Yeah. Like it is, you don't partake of the underage blood the way he has and sound this good at the end of it. It's not or fair. Maybe it is because the underage blood. Maybe it's like a bathroom situation yeah. possibly, but it's just, even though I, I don't like this one um, and it, it felt like a pretty obvious worst to me, this is way better than it should be. Like, no reunion albums in any way, especially with like this much of a gap in between Let's and with a dude who seems so out of touch with like, I don't know. I don't know if genuine genuineness is the right word, but that's a fair, uh, bad review. I think. Yeah, that's a fair, bad review. Cause like, like AV club F 
um, Los Angeles Times, two and a half stars. Pop Matters, three stars. Really? Out, three stars out of 10. Rolling Stone, two and a half stars. Three out of 10. Okay. So I didn't know they were that bad. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't sure. Worst album. I'm not giving it those. I'm okay. not giving it that. Yeah. That's yeah. no, no fucking way. I'm not giving it a fucking three out of 10. That's insane. No, this is not that bad. It's just, I'm surprised. I, if, you, if you're looking for uh-huh. Mountain Song, then no 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 um i'm surprised pitchfork didn't give it i mean they gave it five out of ten but like highest you can do with pitchfork realistically is like a seven so who the fuck do they think they are (laughs) who the fuck is is anybody they'd like at least we're very we're so self-aware that don't ever listen to us that we're fucking two idiots we have no basis in reality or on a podcast but people who legitimately think like this is what i give it don't listen to this. Like, go fuck yourself. Unlike, music critics. Unlike Mike, I respect some music critics, but yeah, Pitchfork is the worst. This blown out. It's like they wrote reviews and then the sorest. Another thing, I don't know if it's a word. Past tense. The the thorosist. It's like they went through and the did all the all the words. Oh, right, 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 right. And that's a lot of critiquing in general, is just using big words. No, like if you've never read a pitchfork, not. I encourage you to look one up and oh, they're all the really? same way. It's but, it's one of the worst things to happen to music, I think. Jesus Christ. Uh, they have their own festival. But like my way of rationalizing what we do here is like my quote unquote review process is I want to like everything. I want more mm-hmm. things that I can listen to. I want to like, I get excited when I fucking hear anything that's interesting. It's not that I go in like hoping to like shine my thoughts and opinions on a thing. It's just like, like this, I didn't for a million years think I would like an album from 2003, no matter who it was by. Yeah. But I fucking, I really like strays. Yeah. Even this one. like I was not fucking expecting that at all. Yeah. Neither was I. But like, yeah, anything critic, any game critic, even game critics alone. Like it's funny. Like uh, we're getting off the beaten path, but we get the shit uh, with the thing with like video game journalism and, and reviewing games that oddly enough is the most trustworthy of any kind of critiquing. I feel like, because there's a thing with like with video games where you can, you play it and you feel it and then you can kind mm-hmm. of determine fun level. Yeah. Uh, at least for like a large majority of games where like a movie, for example, that is not this. There is different senses of humor is different uh, uh, gauges of what is scary or engaging. So one person's good is another person's, forgetfulness or mm-hmm. not forgetfulness one person's i i didn't even realize i watched it uh, like um besides like the last of us two i don't really think there's like any polarizing games and that game shouldn't even be polarized one of the greatest games ever made yeah insane, insane yeah so um yeah video games there's very much like you said if it's broken it's broken you can't do play, it yeah. you can't play it if there's aspects that don't feel good they don't feel good and it's uh i would agree it's more like there's more like by the numbers things you can do yeah. where music and movies are more subject that's that's funny too with the thing like uh critiquing music it if you feel like you have to use all these giant words to make your point your point probably isn't that interesting to begin with like you don't need big words to to explain 
how you like this or how it made you feel. Who, like, uh, was it Rock Him? Some some rapper we talked about. Mm-hmm. He felt like he didn't need to use uh, big words because then he can't connect. I think that was Rock Him to people. That sounds like Rock Him, and I think that's a very uh, that's yeah. a Hemingway thing too, right? Does Hemingway do? I, He's the one who used very simple. That's how uncultured I am. I'll yeah. talk to you about rock him. And but, then also uh, Vonnegut is another one. Very digestible, very conversational. Like that's, that's our, that's our vernacular. That's our language. That's how we communicate now. And it's funny because, uh, we're speaking conversationally in like literature. Uh, I think is considered, well, it's not considered intellectual for one, mm-hmm. like people reviewers using big ass words for no reason. But if you fast forward a hundred years, that conversational style is looked at as classic literature. Like you look at Joyce and fucking Ulysses or whatever, mm-hmm. which is a nightmare to read. Yes. Like it's all slang from 1920, like and 1920 slang in Ireland, no less. Like I'm not going <laughs> to fucking read that dude. What the hell's wrong with you? But it's considered this classic shit. Yeah. But at the time it's conversational. You just communicate to who you're talking to at the moment. That's what I believe in. So that's why we say fucking poop a lot on this podcast. But also I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, the Bruce Springsteen of podcasters. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But, uh, I guess I bring it to the end. So yes, we're at the end. They, uh, technically still together Mm -hmm. sporadically play shows as recently as this year, I believe in February. So, uh, Oh yeah. It was right before everything shut down. Yeah. So they're still going, you know, maybe when, uh, you know, things get back to normal a year, two years from now, whatever. Who knows? Man, what a fucking depressing thought. Yeah, I was thinking about like I know the, I wasn't expecting to bring yeah, you could like hear it like hit me. Yeah, like, like uh, uh, last show what was the last show you went to? I so in hindsight, it's pretty fucking scary. I went to like Opeth a week before oh uh, like a week before shit got shut down. Mm. But also like, you know, we we didn't know what we know now. Like in hindsight, we probably should have been shut shut down in February. Probably. Uh, I think the last show I went to was Bungle, Mr. Bungle. Oh yeah, that was in February. Yeah, yeah. I, I, man, and th- it's not bad in terms of last shows. Like, I'm glad I got to see like a cluster of three of my favorite musicians of all time. Yeah, which is the Bungle members. Uh, but now at Opeth, I kind of had the feeling like I don't think I should be here. I'm assuming the show wasn't worth it. It it was good. Um, I've kind of like I'll still listen to them occasionally. I this I don't love them like I I used to love mm. them. Um, I still think they're very very good. I love that they're not a metal band anymore. They're this oh yeah, they play. evolved into this thing. They're just gonna play like it's almost. <sighs> It's it sounds like a backhanded compliment, but I mean it in the best way. They're almost like elevator prog rock. Music. Elevator prog rock? Yeah. So? Like it's just nice and easy. They mm-hmm. still have some heavy stuff in there, but uh yeah, easy listening prog rock. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's some bands like that, like um what are they called? Pliny? Pliny? I have no P-L-I-N-I. idea. P L I N I think that's what they're called. I'm gonna look it up. No idea who that it's is. It's like one of those uh Wait, hold on. Is imagine all the people like get back to talking about Jane's addiction? Who? We're not going <laughs> to do it. 
Oh uh, yeah, it is Pliny. It's a it's a guy, I guess. Yeah, the guy's name is Pliny. Um, I didn't realize that. I thought it was a band. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like that really really well produced, intricate, like over the top math rock, complicated but uh, clean as a whistle, mm-hmm. sparkly almost. That's how clean it is. Not for me. Um, fine stuff. Not for me. I I went out with a girl who was friends with with that guy, I guess. Uh, and I was like, holy shit. I remember them. She's like, I don't like them. I'm like, oh, all right, I get it. I get it. But I also yeah. get why it really resonates with a lot of people. Um, interesting stuff, but, uh, what the hell? Yeah. Recap. Yeah. So fuck Perry Farrell, uh, best. That's the ultimate recap. Yeah. That's ultimate fuck Perry Farrell. Um, best personal favorite, nothing shocking. Uh, worst, least favorite strays. Holy shit. You're crazy. You're crazy. Holy shit. I was not expecting <laughs> such pushback. <laughs> not on that. Out of all the fucking albums. I feel like we haven't had like a g- genuine surprise in a while. Yeah. So it was nice to be surprised. So Stray's best personal favorite. <laughs> uh, no, nothing shocking. Of course, it's flawless. Uh, Alt rock masterpiece. And Great escape artist. That is my worst. As long as, as well as uh, everyone else who apparently is a fan of the band. Re- they really like hate it way more than you do. That's though. that confuses me. Like if they, if they didn't hate strays, did, did they hate strays? I didn't even know. Nor should they. No, but like, <laughs> if they didn't hate, hate strays that much, I don't, I don't see though the complete 180 hatred on great escape artist. Neither do That's I. That's odd. I, what do I know? But that brings us to the end. It's surprisingly hefty episode for a four album discography, but it's a, it's a pretty big band. Uh, but thank you so much for listening and watching. If you want to support us, subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever. As well as, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, review, positive or negative. Do whatever the hell you want. Honestly, anything that'll help us, tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram at Pope Jason Ventura and Alex at mother puncture and as along with every episode except one you're going to find a jane's addiction playlist in the description of wherever you're listening or watching uh you can find them all uh every album ever.com as well you can join our patreon at patreon.com slash every album ever there we post bonus episodes uh earlier uh i don't want to say exclusive we just put episodes that will post here but later early access some would say uh, as well as some other perks for fans of the show so do that if you would like and okay so final song is you obvious if it's gonna be me i think if it's gonna be me summertime rolls all right is the way i'm gonna roll i don't hate that so thanks so much for listening and watching everybody see ya
the sandals fail She says stop I'm a girl Whose fingernails are made of a mother's blood Yellow buttercup Helicopters Orange buttercup Chasing after the crazy Her nose is painted a pepper sunlight She loves me, I mean it's serious As serious can be She sings
Serious, serious cat.